So we paid a little bit more to get the same like model of grill, but in stainless steel. Put it in the back of my car, I was driving home, I was looking at it as I was taking it out of my car, and it said stainless steel. And then in two different languages, it said the word for steel and then something that looked like um, unoxidizable, basically, or unoxidizing. Oh. I was like, that's a way better and more descriptive word than stainless. Than stainless. Like, we that, put stainless yeah. in front of steel to say, hey, it doesn't rust as easily. That is not an obvious connection. No. They also, literally I've put, stained steel before. <laughs> yeah. They literally put steel that doesn't oxidize. Steel that They put steel that doesn't rust. Because maybe they don't have a word for rust that's different than oxidization. I don't know. Yeah. But either way, I looked at it and I was like, no, that makes a whole lot more sense and is a way better descriptor than being like, this is steel. And this is stainless steel. And one of them doesn't rust. Good luck. Good luck. Flammable, inflammable. Go. <laughs> what a country. <laughs> uh, French has one third of the words that we do. Oh. Then they do fine. Germany, uh, German has infinite words because you can just put words yeah, together. You can, can combine them yeah. in any way you want. <laughs> they have ten words, but they've made a whole vocabulary out of just smooshing them together. They have one word, and you just pick pieces out of it for what you want to it's say. A very long word. Yes. Make believe money. Make believe money. Three fine folks discuss fictional. Welcome to Make Believe Money. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Dan, what are we talking about? We're going to talk about American gods. (gasps) My favorite ones. Okay. (laughs) Some sacrilege maybe somewhere in there. Um, God are good. (laughs) Spit up my own. Ginger ale. <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> We're going to talk about how much did that ATM uh, grift pull in. Ooh. Okay. I feel, like there's, reaction, I feel like there's some that's what we're explaining we're going to have to do. Yeah, we're going to have mean, to do some explaining. Yeah, I think this one doesn't have, ex- have as wide a reach as some of our things do. Yeah, we're going to have to be, if not careful on plot, at least careful on what this instance is that we're explaining. Yes. yes. I think this shows up in the TV show. It did, right? It does. It as comes way later. I have problems TV with the TV show. show. I haven't seen the TV show Don't yet. I love the book. Bother. No, really. I That's not. A I mean, I mean, it's fun. Like the freaking anyway. They let's made do a ton of right decisions. We'll we'll do. We'll, we'll get, get into okay. it. Okay. I was about to say clearly you guys have opinions. <laughs> Very so. hard opinions. Uh, Plot or ratings first. You know what? Let's do ratings first, and okay. and and I think because that will inform how we go talking about the plot. Sure. Uh, I'm not going first on this one. I will. Yeah, Dan, Dan, go first. Dan, Uh, go first. Mark the, everybody mark this episode as one where Dan caved in his beliefs. Um, Dan gives himself a 13 for the first (laughs) time. (laughs) 13 out of 10, wood pet. Um, (laughs) No, I will give myself, this one's hard because now there is a TV show. Yeah. I will say, for what we're talking about, it's pretty high, but I'll say like a five, maybe a six. I read the book, the extended version as well. I read it pretty recently. I know it well. There's not a lot of depth to it. I no, mean, I yeah. know some of his other books, and I like some of his other books, but like in terms of American Gods, there's the book, 
And the TV show. Yeah, you don't have like a giant. There's not like, a. We don't have a Pokeverse. Yeah, there's, and there's there not like the... four movies that have been made out of it in four different versions. There's not like there's a prequel and a sequel. There I, is I a read, sequel. Uh, yes, there is, and yeah. I have not read it, so okay. I'll I'll knock myself to a five instead of a six. Is that like the Nazi Boys? Nazi Boys. Yeah. Okay. Which I do want to read. Uh, you can borrow uh, it for me. Oh, do you have it? Mm-hmm. And it's a Nazi to be clear, because that very much sounded like you guys said a Nazi boy. <laughs> so for those of <laughs> you who don't Nazi know boy? what we're talking about, it is a Nazi, which I is a name so of a thing. People like, often say a Nancy, so a which Nancy is fine boys. too. Well, that's because he goes well, by Mister Mr. Mr. Nancy, Nancy in the book. Yeah. yeah. But the point is, for anyone who didn't hear that clearly, we did not condone Nazi boys. No. Nazis, Nazi boys have to leave. Yes. Yeah. No Nazi boys here. So I don't know. I'll give myself a five for knowing the book pretty well, which is the big source material, but not knowing much of the ancillary. Okay. There's just less ancillary. Uh, Damon? Uh, I'll go in at a six. Um, I've read the book once. I watched the television nightmare show. <laughs> um, I haven't Ooh, read... The, the opinions. I haven't read... <laughs> A Nazi boys, a Nazi boys. How? No Nazi how? boys. I don't no care Nazi how boys. you pronounce it now. Now okay. that we've clarified, we've clarified, the word Nazi is not in it. Okay. <laughs> a Nazi boy. A Nazi. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you can't not hear. I can't not do it. Um, <clears throat> I have not read the second book. Um, um, I really enjoyed the experience. Uh, it is not we. Talked about this on another recent episode, but it's a world that I enjoyed a lot. I wasn't thrilled with the exact plot that we follow. There was a lot of cool um, stories that could have been told in that world. Yeah. That was a cool one, but there might have been yeah. cooler. I actually like the plot, like the plot at the end, like the like the very final conflict of it, and like the whole mystery. And that's the thing most people have. Oh, the like, mystery. The mystery. That's I like. great. That's my favorite thing. Yeah, I don't like the conflict plot. We're going to try and do no spoilers if we can to like. It is a book that's been out for like 25 years. I know. So. But the TV we'll show's try. still yeah. like coming out. I just have a question. Uh, I don't for know guys if it's renewed. We ratings, but, so. Well, how are we going to do spoilers without. Or plot without spoilers? Well, this part of the. It's this is very early. You're good. It's in the yeah, that's yeah. A, that spoiler, I think, is no big because you learned yeah, that's, in the first book. Oh, like, yeah, I guess something. you're right. This does happen in like the third of the book. We don't have to tell them how the book ends. Yeah. And I certainly don't want to ruin the mystery. Yeah, that's totally fair. And yours? Oh, and wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? Oh, I said six. Six. Um, Just because, again, I haven't read the second book, um, and I've only visited it all once, but I still think I have a a pretty good grasp on how everything shakes out and everything. I am going to give myself a 9.5. This is my wheelhouse. Sorry, future Liz. (laughs) That that whistle was so gentle. I tried to stay far back. (laughs) Um... This uh, is one of my favorite books to reread. I, I very, very rarely reread anything, but I've read this book four times, I think. A couple of times with the original published text and a couple of times with the like 20th anniversary author's preferred text. Yeah. I read Anansi Boys. Um, you I, nailed that without sounding like Nazi. Thank you. I'm yeah. glad to not sound like Nazi. <laughs> um, I didn't like Anansi Boys very much because it's a very, like, what about Bob scenario where, like, the main character is, like, this, like, hapless dude who can't get anything right and everyone hates him and he just, like, fumbles his way through everything. Mm. But he's very lovable. Um, uh, I've seen the TV show and I have hard opinions about it. Uh, and I've read most of Neil Gaiman's other books because yeah. he was my, f- I, he was like one of the first authors that I read from the like adult section of the library book of the library when I was a kid and like with Neverwhere. Um, 
and I know like most of what he's written. I'm less crazy about his recent stuff than his older stuff. And, and I think maybe that's just cause I'm growing up. Um, but I like, I love the worlds that he creates and the like way he twists his little plots together and that they all come together in the end. So this is like real high on my list of stuff. Anybody want to talk about American gods? You can email me at make believe money podcast at gmail.com. I know a lot of people have trouble with the ending, but I think it's fine. And I think the preferred text has a better ending. Maybe I, I should agree with that. that. It's good. Yeah, I would agree. I do have a question for you because I want to know if I'm crazy. Go on. I really liked it. I recommended it to my dad because I told him I think it has a little bit of not all of his novels and not horror specifically, but like a little bit of a Stephen King-esque vibe in certain places. Yeah. More of like a stand, dark tower. You kind of know what's going on. There's epic things happening. And like dark magic-y yeah, stuff. Yeah, things are referenced yeah. between books, that sort of thing. Yeah. He did not agree. Oh, no. He read, I don't think he disliked it. But oh. he, he like read it. He was like, oh, that's pretty good. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh. So, honest opinion, was that way off base? No. I would say I would, say I would recommend uh, American Gods to someone who was a fan of like Stephen King's less like bright, shiny horror stuff. Yeah, and I told him it wasn't like a jump out and get you boogeyman, like scary book. Yeah. It was more of like Dark Tower, The Stand, sort of like deep, dark... Good, like magics sort of yeah stuff. and like and the kind of thing where like I, I think Stephen King's books have that same sort of feeling where like you're the main character is just doing their best in a world that like does not care whether they live or die yes and that's like Neil Gaiman like Neil Gaiman all of his books are like this like kind of hapless character doing his best in a world that doesn't give a crap whether they live or die mm-hmm. well and what I like about it is and what I like a lot about the best of Stephen King's writing he's written a lot so I'm not gonna say all of it but like <laughs> go it, on it feels like everybody is the hero of their own story yeah like they're not villains that are like I'm ushering in a dark era of evil forever it's like no they had a reason to do what they did and somebody else had a reason to do what they did and like it all I mean they came into conflict about it that checks out yeah it's ever Pennywise yeah I I mean like I said not all of Stephen (laughs) King's books are that way but hashtag not all King Pennywise though again not I wouldn't argue that he's evil but like he needs to eat right like you don't get mad at a lion for uh, I do killing a gazelle (laughs) Fair. <laughs> Cecil, you son of a bitch. Aww. Too soon? Then I forgot know. about that. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say it's not a thing anymore. I don't know enough about Stephen King, but I would agree that, like, it... I The thing that I really enjoy about it is this, like, um, supernatural in the cracks type writing where, like, where, like the, the world, world is normal. otherwise inert and normal and just, like, very human... Um, but supernatural things happen on the fringes and like hardly go noticed. That's the yeah. other thing. I like that it's not like magic solves the problems. It's not like such and such main character discovers they have magic, cast spell, problem goes away. It's like there is magic going around around me that makes things easier or harder, but I'm just playing within the rules as I learn them. It's I'm yeah. not going to just be like, cool, I found a new spell book and now I can make this thing fly. It's, it's like, also no, very no, no. hard magic. <laughs> yeah. The bit of magic that he does yeah. utilize. Requires a price. So. <sighs> oh, man, I love this book so much. Um, I do feel like Shadow is kind of a flat nothing character, but that's how Neil Gaiman rolls with his protagonists. So you kind of like put yourself on top of whatever character you get. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, there's a lot more interesting characters in the book. Absolutely. That's just blank mask writing, like letting the audience project themselves into it. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's not really a character with an opinion about stuff. Again, the only place that I wish that that wasn't true was in the mystery storyline. Like, right? if he was just like more of a player in that. Honestly, I just want that. I just want I the mystery storyline story to be a book onto its own. Me too. Yeah, no, that's uh, fair. But uh, but it's perfect because it only works in the world of the book. Yeah. yeah. Um, given that we are being tidy about spoilers. Yeah, Liz, um, do you want to? Do we want to just 9.5? go up to? We can talk general stuff. Um, like general stuff, and then maybe just up to the, up to the event we're talking about. Yeah, since it does happen pretty early. Yeah. Um. So Shadow Moon is a man who starts the book in jail. Uh. He uh, is there because of a bank robbery that went wrong. Um. And he got caught. Uh, and did not read out his friend and wife who were also part of the bank robbery. And the like a couple of days ish before he's supposed to be released from prison, he gets uh, released from prison early because his wife and his best friend died in a really bad car accident. Uh, it turns out that she, well, I don't know that you need really, anyway, she's cheating on him and like, it's with the best with friend. the best friend, it's this very it's prisoner sucks. dilemma one yeah. graphic, yeah. folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is that too. And it's graphic. Uh, he gets released from prison and is like, "Well, what do I do now? I've got nothing really to go back to." And this man uh, named Mister Wednesday shows up and is like, "Hey, I want to hire you to be my bodyguard. I have a thing I got to go do." And he's like, "Uh, I don't know about that." And through the course of this book. Well, because he, I mean, not that it really matters, but he was like a trainer. He like got really yeah, strong in physical. prison and his plan was to become a physical trainer outside of, so he is like he's a He's like a built bouncer guy. built guy. Yeah, he is, he Think looks the, like the, a good bodyguard. Yeah, the first line of the book is like Shadow Moon looked like a man who didn't want to be fucked with or like he didn't fuck with. It's yeah. good. It's a good book. Um, <laughs> And uh, he eventually agrees to go on this trip with Mr. Wednesday and it turns out over the course of the book that what it is is Mr. Wednesday uh is uh, an old god, and there's a um, a thing that happens when people came to America where they brought their gods with them from wherever they were, and uh, if you stop believing in them, they kind of fade out, but they fade out to, like, pedestrian lifestyles, and they, like, they live their lives as best they can and try to get whatever kind of worship they can from people. Um, and there are new gods, and these new gods are like technology and. Uh, well, there's there's god gods. I mean, they're all gods, but right. there's like there's gods. Yes, like, like uh, Jesus or Easter or like like the goddess who once imbued Easter and yes. like all that. And then there's things people worship, like yeah, technology and airplanes or whatever. And they actually talk about yeah. interstates. I think. Well, they even yeah. talk about one. a different cycle of gods. Like there was a railroad and god a radio that was super god. strong, and then has already kind of faded yeah. because it came and went very, very quickly. Yeah, um, and these these new gods work like this weird like, like dark business that like they drive around and they try to. Mr. Wednesday is on this trip to do something that Shadow's not super sure about what it is, but it seems like he's trying to get all the old gods together to take back their territory from these, like, new gods. And the new gods like to use, like, classic uh, big corporation movie-style tactics of intimidation to try and get them to stop doing that. Um, But along the way... Uh, they need to get money, and uh, Mr. Wednesday is a classic grifter, and he pulls this uh, grift at an ATM where he has Shadow post up and say that the ATM is out of service. No, no it's so a deposit box. It is an ATM, but one you can deposit at. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's actually Mr. Wednesday. Oh, because he's Mr. Wednesday be... goes out, 
They put an out-of-order sign on the ATM. He and wears a uniform. Yep, and there's a snowstorm. And he goes out in, like, a bank teller's uniform or whatever. And he basically says, hey, ATM's out of order. I will take your deposits and write you out a deposit slip and give it to you. And then when the ATM opens up or when the bank opens up... It'll be deposited. We'll go deposit your check. Sorry for the inconvenience. And he has shadow post up around the corner at a payphone right. where... And he makes himself business cards that call to that payphone. Yes. So a cop comes by because someone has reported it and is, is like, hey, what is this about? And he's like, well, it's busted. I'm here doing this. And he's yeah, like, Yeah, I'm private security that the bank has hired for to like get this money. And he has like a briefcase or something like yeah. uh, handcuffed to his arm. Yeah, and, and the cop calls the number and gets Shadow on the line. And Shadow's like, oh, is he out there? Is he doing a good job? I'm like... I think he offers the cop a job. He's like, hey, you're looking to get into private security? Yeah, like, he gets a he gets a convincing business, and then they make off with a ton of money because of this. What? How much money, Dan? Yeah, that's the question. Yeah. Anyway, this is a really good book, and then like the like that's just the start of like a really cool thing. And there's this whole thing with like the house on the rock in Wisconsin that's like a real place you can yep. go visit. It's awesome. Yeah. It's the house on the rock is weird. The piece <laughs> of the book is cool. Yeah, that's that's more fair. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, in this grift, it's snowing, so people are driving up to this ATM or yeah, deposit sh- so like, slit or they're whatever. specifically capturing like end of business deposits, yes. right, for the day. Yeah, like businesses coming to deposit their take. Yeah. So here's the deal. This one was tough because there's a lot of assumptions and a lot of who knows what and a lot of. Eh. So I had to kind of. Uh, back into it a little bit. So we've got a, a number that I that feels pretty good to me. Okay. Okay. Um, but it is a little loose. We're playing a little fast and loose with this one, so quibble with me wherever you find something seemingly out of whack. I'm, okay. I'm ready to police Not you. that that's not always the case, but like <laughs> in this one particularly, I realize I made some jumps. So if you're like, why that or whatever, like. Okay. So here's what we know. Shadow's salary is $2,000 a week. Right. And he pays him after he does this. So we know he makes at least $2,000. Yes. Okay. So just as a baseline. I mean, that's not rocket science, but worth mentioning just to start. It's got to at least make that amount of money. Yeah. Then I looked up ATMs, um, and it turns out good ATMs are used about 300 times per month. Oh. So about 10 times per day. Now, it's all about certain locations are more, certain locations are less, certain times. So probably more for this because a it's a full bank uh b the snow the whole reason well i guess i can't say reason well kind of reason backstory um mr wednesday like gets shadow magic-y sort of to cause the snowstorm yeah he's like think about snow think about snow as hard as you can pal and like and he does and then it starts to snow yeah and at one point he's like that's enough snow yeah it's like what what what, what do you mean i was just thinking about so but anyway so like but because of the snow presumably that's the other reason that he caused the snowstorm is that more people would go through this deposit as opposed to walking into the bank or getting out of their car. So probably a little more than that. But anyway, so those are just, I realize now those don't really matter to what we were talking about, but they're interesting. You know, it's part of the story. Yeah. So here's what I actually did to figure it out. I took JP Morgan, so JP Morgan Chase, and broke down their numbers to see what their ATM would get roughly per day, and extrapolated that out. Great. Does that okay. make sense? So. Oh. 
Uh, I forgot that we didn't move our uh, tiny talking machine person out of the room. And someone said extrapolate. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like a f- certain female name. <laughs> so J.P. Morgan Chase in 2017 had, I just have to count them out, uh-huh. $626 billion of deposits. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. They're big bank. <laughs> cool. Cool. Out of 61 million households. Wow. And this is their consumer and community banking specifically. So this is not business banking. Okay. Um, okay. So that equates to about $10,000 per household, roughly. Wow. But 46.7 million of those households are digital. Now, here's where it gets sticky because not all digital households are going to be totally digital. Not all non-digital households are going to be... Well, those are actually true. Digital households (laughs) will use some digital, some not. Non-digital households will only use the bank. Sure. Yeah. But So 76.6% of their households are digital. So I just took them out entirely. Okay. Assuming that they may use the bank for some things, getting cash, doing this, doing that, but they probably have direct deposit. Yeah. I think the main driver of the money they make here is going to be people either depositing their paychecks or depositing business earnings at the end of the, at the, end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So 23% then are non-digital. Okay. So of, assume that's equal. Non-digital and digital people have the same amount of money. 23% of J.P. Morgan's money, deposits, is $146.75 billion. Okay. $146.75 billion for 23.4% of their customers who don't use digital. They have 5,130 branches, which means they get $28 million per branch per year. Okay. Cool? Okay. Cool. Or $79,000 a day. Wow. Now again... This is probably skewed of, you know, occasionally people bring in huge amounts of money or businesses, you know, keep certain liquid all the time. Like, it's skewed, but let's say that's roughly the number. Sure. Yeah. Which means they make $3,311. And by make, I mean get deposited, to be clear. They don't make this much money, but they get $3,311 per hour. Wow. And this is just in consumer stuff. This isn't even, like, business deposits. Correct. Okay. Yeah, this is actually, so no, this is consumer and business banking. Oh, oh okay. Uh, that, that 626 deposits is consumer and business banking, okay. I should say. Okay. Um, so, they get about $3,311 an hour. So however long they're there. They post up for a couple hours. Yeah. yeah. So call it six to nine grand probably. Okay. okay. Now, again, this could be skewed higher or lower based on... Did people bring in, like, a, a, a business's till might be much larger. Sure. You know, there's going to be some people, people who are bringing, bringing in smaller, who are like, bringing in a couple hundred bucks here and there. Yeah. And, like, so it's not going to be perfect. Again, with the snowstorm, with the time of day they chose, it's probably disproportionate high. Because this is 24 hours a day, so it's very unlikely that they're getting this every hour. They're probably getting eight grand during the day and... Nothing at night or yeah. very little per in yeah. the evening. And if you think about the snowstorm might have made a lot of businesses close early and like cash out their tills. Right. So at yeah. the bare minimum, I would say six to nine, very possibly 
15 to 20, oh, something like that. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And then you would have to eliminate maybe a little bit of that for like checks and things. That right. They, would they be, can't do anything Right. And that's with. the other thing. There's going to be certain yeah. things that they can't do anything about. Yeah. Uh, they'll get some cash, some like cashier's checks and things that anybody can check cash, but they will also get some made out to name a bank that they probably can't. Right. Yeah. You wouldn't want to mess with that anyway. Yeah. This is a That's, nice well, illegal way to get well, uh, if you're doing bills. this already. Yeah. <laughs> do you really care about check fraud? Well, I just feel like if you're gonna do try and do check fraud, you have to interact with more people. Mm. Like and this has like, less of a footprint. Things. Yeah. Because you know? this is like this is the equivalent of cutting a purse strap and running. Right. Like yeah. you have some cash and nobody knows who or Where what it you came did. From. <clears throat> yeah. If you cash a check with someone who's willing to take, like, there's just yeah. But I don't know. I've I seen white collar. I know that is. <laughs> I like that show, uh, but I wanted to back check it, so I did something else. Okay. So the average American household income is fifty nine thousand dollars. I think we've talked about that number before. Mm-hmm. That's household, so two working Which, parents or one, and that makes that. But anyway, yeah. So I assumed after taxes, you take home about seventy percent. After taxes, retirement, maybe public transit, whatever's coming out automatically, health insurance, whatever. Let's say you take home about seventy percent, um, uh-huh. because they generally say your benefits are about thirty percent of your comp. Now, a whole lot in there, but yeah. roughly ballpark, people. The average household is probably forty, about forty thousand take home, forty-one thousand. Which means if they get paid twenty-six times a year, two times a month, well, not two times a month, every two weeks. Yeah. Uh, they take home $1,589 per paycheck. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seems about right. Yeah. So that's the way I backed into this. $3,000 uh, an hour means two people have to come and deposit their whole paycheck. Seems reasonable. That doesn't seem unreasonable to me if 25-ish percent of the world are non-digital customers. Yeah. Yeah. That means 25%. Now, a lot of those, those are, are checks. checks. Yeah. But... But again, there may be some also who tips get it. Or... Ca- well, some people are going to get paid in cash and tips and that sort of thing. Other people may go immediately cash their check and then, you know, take some out for various, you know, expenses, budgeting systems, paying the babysitter, who knows what else, mm-hmm. then deposit the rest. Like, there's a lot of ways. You need two of them, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's including deposits from business, so it's skewed higher because of that but not lump sums from businesses, if you will, and they are much more likely to be cash. Right? Like your yeah. local ice cream store is probably not depositing not the money check. that they made that day in cash or yep. a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. It may be, but not as many. Hmm. Okay. I think your numbers sound good to me. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I think that's pretty spot on because I, like, I know that they also set it up specifically to capitalize on a lot of these intangibles that we're not mm-hmm. capturing you right. know like time of day and i know that, that i think that they like expressly say like this is businesses closing and driving off their till like i think that the snowstorm definitely plays a, a factor in it i'd have like to that. remember i think they even drive around liz might know better i think they even they drive do it to more than one don't they either more than one or they pick a specific bank where like this is this type of neighborhood but not this type of neighborhood where they, it like, wasn't he like cases a place yeah he like yeah. wasn't yeah. super sketchy but it wasn't like so nice that they're like everything will be done digital or like, that no one would be watching but like right it's not so nice that there'd be like cameras everywhere but it's not so janky that no one's gonna deposit their money right like, yeah they went to like a middle of the road bank like they were looking for and like with any kind of grift they ever do in this book, it's like they're always looking for something that's like just nondescript enough. Yeah. And you want to be just nondescript enough. Yep. Well, that's like Mr. Wednesday's 
seemingly biggest like power that he has left to him is there's kind of the ability to pass without notice more yeah. or less um, oh, kind of come so in and out it's such a good book <laughs> I love this book this book a book <laughs> so yeah I mean I know that was short and sweet and we can keep bullshitting for a while but that's really about all I had in terms of numbers because I felt like that came to a pretty that's a good conclusion solid that's a good conclusion answer on what we're looking at yeah uh, well Liz and I had a rail about the TV yeah, I was just about to ask if yep, we could nope, talk about how obsessed like, we are want. with stars <laughs> it's like they Showtime, made stars? so many. I don't remember at this point. So what if everyone does Outlander? Because that was the other thing that you wanted to watch. I didn't even want to watch it. Because this left such a bad taste so in our mouth. Disgusted. It's like it's not that bad. <laughs> they made so many good choices with like casting and yeah. like a lot the of really cool people. Aesthetic was really cool. Ian McShane played Mr. Wednesday. Mm. They just had like no sense of like pacing. Or, like, whose story it was supposed to be. Like, they took the problem of Shadow being kind of a blank nothing character, and they were like, instead of giving him, like, opinions about things, let's just have Laura be the center of the story. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. She's, like... She's a dead woman. She's in, like... Well, there's... Spoilers. <laughs> no, she's she does in like, the book. Yeah, that's 10% true. of it. Well, nobody... She was involved. Well, I guess there's five. But anyway, she's in, like, five chapters. Yeah. Yeah. She, like, shows up as a zombie lady. It was an eight-episode season. She got an entire episode all to, to herself. herself. To herself. To herself. And, uh... Sorry. The whole, I'm um... On, don't mean to interrupt. I'm on IMDb. I don't know how they decided <laughs> how to list this casting. What's it got? It's Shadow Moon, Laura Moon, Mr. World, Technical Boy, Bill Quist, Mad Sweeney, Mr. Wednesday. Uh, maybe feel like he should be the ninth one down, or he, whatever that is. He's probably a whiff, but also like the, all of those characters are more important than they ever were in the book. Yeah, and all weirdly, all of the like the crediting there is pretty right. Although I don't know how Mister World got credit for nine episodes because he's Crispin Glover. Well, yes, well, but he's also only really in an episode. But he like, was credited. In he was credited for every beginning episode. of all of them. Yeah, but, I think his voice was in them. Maybe I don't know. Um, friggin' uh, Scully, what's her face? Jillian Anderson is in it, and she's amazing. She was probably the best part. She's media. Yeah, one of the new gods. Uh, yes, I can see that. Sorry, I went down a rabbit hole. Who writes IMDb bios? Is it the person who it's on? It's sometimes it's their m- agent. <laughs> it's sometimes the person if they're not a very popular actor. It's sometimes the public. <laughs> Somebody needs to rewrite Kristen. Glovers. What's up with Crispin Glover? Well, he's never been a typical leading man. <laughs> Crispin Glover has distinguished himself as one of the most intriguing personalities in the movie business. His unusual characters and personal projects have inspired a cult-like following that have dubbed him both madman and genius. I really hope he wrote that for himself. That's. <laughs> I could not write myself something like this. Oh, it's certainly not if it sounded like that. If I was going to mm. write something about myself, I would be like, well... <laughs> Well, not a typical 29-year-old woman. (laughs) Well, much poorer than the average. (laughs) As someone who's read the book, you'll understand how absurd this is, though. And that, like... Get ready, people. The season ends with them getting to... Easter's house. No, the season ends with them pulling into the house on the rock. Oh, yeah. It's a nine-episode season. And... What did they do for the first... 
Random bullshit. Random bullshit. A lot of the <laughs> the, the grift in in uh, Wisconsin happens, which is cool. They're in Chicago. In Chicago, right? sorry. And then, um, but that even takes them like three episodes. That takes them like three episodes to get to Chicago. Well, That's and like they go thirty to, pages. Tops. I know. I know. But they spend a lot of time with um, the 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 Polish gods. They do. That's like a whole. Ep- that's like and two that's whole episodes. And that's pretty cool because that say, guy who's in everything is the um, what's his face? Oh, whose the name one I can't remember. Hammer. Yeah, the yeah. one with the hammer. Um, and Cloris Leachman is one of the um, Zarya's Zoria's Zernaborg. Thank you. I don't know how to. I, right. I know its name. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Cloris Leachman's amazing in, in it. He is in everything again. The cast. Amazing cast. It's, so good. Fantastic. Uh, Dane Cook is in it playing exactly who you'd want Dane Cook to play. Peter the best friend. <laughs> yeah. I just... All right. I, yeah, my bigger piece with all of that is, like, I get why you're upset about a lot of things. My bigger thing, it, it does have to be pacing. Like... It's not very well paced. If you're going to get there in nine episodes, you're going to need 16 seasons to get to the end of this No, book. seriously. Well, but like, they, they blew their load. <laughs> like, the... Uh, the, they're not going to get another season. No, they're, I, I don't think they will. I think they the the um, showrunner of the show quit or was fired, and they're getting a new showrunner. So it's possible it may not happen at all. But, but they may get one. They may more get shot, a better one. Maybe. But they did all the stuff kind of that you'd want to have happen at the House on the Rock at Easter's Mansion. Uh, see, here's the thing with a bunch about of random Jesuses. American television that I wish was more like British television. <laughs> they have a story to tell. They tell it as long as it takes them to tell it, and then they stop telling it. Yeah, and, and it they're news done. fast enough that you're interested, but slow enough that you understand it all. And it's not like a well, how will we get our eighth season out of this? You don't need you one. You don't. You do it until the story is done, and then if there's more stories to tell in that world, maybe you do more. If there's not, you don't. But that's you that's also it. Take four years between seasons of well, <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say yeah. although half the time that. they're unplanned. Yeah. yeah, there must be that originally... good place joke where she's like, "This is a, a one of our most beloved shows. It had thirty two episodes and almost ninety <laughs> seasons." And like... uh, anywho, anywho, so maybe it... a little shorter one, but I am sorry to hear that. I, I'm trying to decide now if I want to watch it to feel that way. Like I, I want to talk to you about it. it. To watch it, all right, I'll watch it. It's in. It is stars, is what it's. Get a, it's a get little a free hard to get a hold of. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I need to get pay for that. Am yeah. I? How did you guys watch? This is should absolutely be cut out because now we're just talking about our lives. <laughs> How'd you guys watch The Terror? Is AMC, AMC. streaming online? We or do, do you have through... an AMC? We get through her parents' cable. Yeah. Okay. So I think I have somebody's YouTube cable TV. I can um, yeah. borrow. But you can sign into Wait. the AMC app. and I'm, oh, okay. I'm not cutting this out, though, because The Terror is a, is a delight. Not a delight. Delight is the wrong word. It's an amazing <laughs> It's a real show. bummer, but it's, it's a great show. It's a real show. bummer, but it's so good. Uh, and I think I read the book on that one, and I think uh, it improves a lot of stuff from the book. And mm. uh, also, the performances are amazing, and the casting is so good. Well, I'll start watching it. Find me an angle, and we'll do a show on it. There is no money in it whatsoever. Oh, I feel like we could talk about the expedition to the Northwest Passage. Uh, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, flip to any page in a history book, and we could probably talk about something. Yeah. You know? I mean, but there was, like, there was like funding going on to, like, try and get a rescue mission up to them. Maybe. Okay. But this is all real-world stuff yeah. versus, like, fake stuff. Okay. Lead poisoning. Yeah. It's a real bitch. Real bitch. <laughs> Isn't it? Uh, thanks for listening to Make Believe Money. I've been Liz. I've been Damon. I've been Dan. Um... Thanks, as always, to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for uh, our music. Uh, Dan has a special thing going on right yeah, now. As a reminder, you have, listening. 
I guess you would have what? Two more weeks? Yes, this week and next week. Yes. Yep, you'd have the rest of this week. And then, no, the plan was to do it right after. Right like after the Tuesday, next the next one comes out. So you have one more week. Okay. Um, I will do it the Tuesday after Iron Man comes out. Or the like the Tuesday of when Iron Man comes out. I'll do it the next day, that Wednesday. Okay. So you have another week. Put in an iTunes review. I will pick one person at random. That person will have can choose a charity, and I will donate fifty dollars to said charity. Which is a pretty sweet deal if you think about it for your charity of choice. Uh, so find us on iTunes and give us a rating review because it honestly does help a lot more people find us. It really does. Um, uh, but also, you know, word of mouth is a thing. So tell pe- three people who don't know us about the show. Uh, email us if you've got thoughts at makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on social media because we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We don't tweet. We don't tweet. We're mostly on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, check us out there. Um, Twitter's good for having a conversation. We're too lazy for that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll email you, though. Yeah, that'll do, for sure. (laughs) Uh, But otherwise, catch us next time on Make Believe Money. The terror, huh? Yes, it is.